Hey everyone, today we're changing our usual podcast style and pace. Instead of the regular interviews, we're going to introduce you to the Kanji system via a series of monologue style episodes. If you're new to this, no worries, we're starting from the ground up. We'll break down its important parts, give you some handy tips, teach you an easy way to handle programming, and talk about some common mistakes people often make when they're getting things up and running. For those of you who've been following us for a long time, our interviews and discussions are still here, and we're excited to share them with you throughout the year. Before we begin this episode, we want to take a moment to thank our sponsors and our podcast supporters. As you can see, we've greatly improved our set thanks to their belief in our ethos and mission. Your support truly makes a difference and will be reflected in the range of content our team produces. Our goal is to help educate as many people as possible on strength training education. So, welcome to the Westside Barbell Podcast. To support our mission, please check out the links to our sponsors in the description. Now, let's dive in and start with understanding the conjugate system. Firstly, let's define the terminology context of conjugate system or conjugate method. Each describe the same training approach, so in this podcast we'll call it a system to simplify explanations. We've often been asked to sum up the conjugate system in a sentence or paragraph. To date, the most digestible summary I can give those starting is as follows. The conjugate system is a weekly strength and conditioning training method that decreases physical weakness. It switches through different exercises and physical effort levels to ensure you continuously get as strong and athletic as necessary for whatever objective you set. This system is built on three methods. The maximal effort method, dynamic effort method and repeated effort method. Each aspect plays a unique role in the overall training process, contributing to the development of strength, power, and muscular endurance. Let's do a quick dive into what each method is and why they are so important. Let's start with the maximum effort method. This method is a way of training with weights that will help you get as strong as necessary. It means working hard, using 100% of your strength and doing only one to three reps for each exercise. This method is primarily used for squatting, bench pressing and deadlifting and other variations of these exercises. When you use the maximum effort method, you'll focus on lifting the heaviest weight you can just once for the main exercise. This helps your body learn to use more muscles and improve your strength. As you practice this, you'll get stronger over time. Simply, its primary function is to help you become strong and find areas where you need improvement on in your exercises. Doing this allows you to work on specific extra exercises that focus on improving those weaker areas. Now, let's move on to the dynamic effort method. This method helps you become faster and more powerful. It focuses on improving how quickly you can use your strength and adds more technique practice to your workouts. 
On days when you're focusing on dynamic effort, you'll be using lighter weights for the main exercise. These weights should be around half or just a little bit more than half of the heaviest weight you can lift for that given exercise. The goal is to lift the weight quickly while keeping good form. Dynamic effort training improves your rate of force development, which is crucial for sports performance and explosive movements. It also helps you become more efficient at the main lifts by reinforcing proper technique. Lastly, what is the repeated effort method? Repeated effort method or training is also called accessory work. It helps improve muscle endurance and growth, plus fixes any weaknesses or muscle strength imbalances found. After doing the main exercise on maximum effort and dynamic effort days, you'll usually do two to three or four extra exercises with about eight to 12 repetitions in execution. These exercises help build the supporting muscles and connective tissues around the main lifts while improving work capacity and promote injury prevention. Accessory exercises should be tailored to your specific needs, targeting areas that need improvement or focusing on individual goals like increased muscle mass. Now that you've been introduced to an overview of the methods, there are a few factors a beginner should consider to ensure before starting safe and effective training. Five of the most important considerations are training experience, current physical conditions, goals, time commitment, and access to equipment. Let's try dig a little deeper into each one of these. So training experience. The conjugate system is usually better for people who have already been lifting weights for a while and know the main exercise as well. If you're new to strength training, start with a simpler program, such as our starting conjugate guide on our website. That helps you build basic strength and learn the right techniques. Assess your current physical condition and acknowledge any past injuries or limitations that could affect your ability to perform the exercises safely and correctly. This allows you to adapt and scale as necessary. Goals. Yes. It's important to consider your goals and determine if the conjugate system suits you. This system targets people who want to become stronger, more powerful, and faster. If your main goal is muscle growth or general fitness, other training approaches might be more effective. Remember that you can adjust the conjugate system to fit various levels and goals. The conjugate method needs regular workouts, usually four days a week. So ensure you have enough time that the program will work for you and rest well between exercise sessions. Lastly, access to equipment. The conjugate method sometimes uses special workout tools like bands, bars, chains. You don't have to use them, but they can improve your workouts and help avoid boredom. Remember, you can always scale the program up or down based on the equipment you have access to. Remember, Westside Barbell broke multiple world records from a garage gym with fundamental equipment. Don't forget, as a beginner, getting help from a coach or someone who knows a lot about lifting. This is very important, especially when you're learning new exercises or advanced techniques. They can help you adjust the program for your needs, ensure you're doing the exercises correctly, and keep track of um, your improvement in total volume. In addition to getting help from a coach or someone experienced, 
Having training partners can also be very valuable. Training partners can provide support, motivation, and a sense of friendly competition. They can help you stay committed to your goals, spot you during exercises, and share tips and advice during each session. While the support and motivation of a training partners can be an invaluable resource in achieving your goals, navigating the nuances of this system can be a different challenge altogether. And we acknowledge that. So when starting this system, you might initially find different training methods, the maximum effort, dynamic effort, repeated effort, confusing, along with the regular rotation of exercises. However, the method becomes easier to follow once you grasp the basics and get into a routine. Others may think the conjugate method is only meant for elite powerlifters or experienced athletes, which might discourage beginners. While it's true the method was initially created for high-level athletes, the principles can and are adapted for beginners, as long as the program suits their needs and goals. To keep progressing towards your goals, you must switch up exercises on a regular basis. However, beginners sometimes misunderstand this and change exercises far too often. Instead, concentrate on getting good at the main lifts and pick accessory exercises that help you with your weaknesses or goals. Rotate exercises every three to four weeks or if you do not see any improvements. When concentrating on lifting heavy weights and moving quickly, you might forget how crucial it is to maintain proper form. Neglecting this can increase the risk of getting injured and hinder progress. So if you're new to this system, Prioritize learning and practicing correct technique for all exercises before increasing weights or focusing on speed. It's also common to hope for quick progress or instant results when beginning the conjugate system. However, like any fitness or strength training journey, it requires patience, consistency and gradual improvement. Give your body time to adapt and be open to adjusting your program as necessary. At Westside, we anticipate progress to occur at least every eight weeks, and the amount of progress reflects choosing the right exercises, working towards your goals, and staying consistent with your training. The conjugate system can be challenging, and you may overlook the importance of rest and recovery. Give yourself enough rest between sessions, at least 48 to 72 hours, for your muscles to recover. Pay attention to nutrition, sleep well, and manage stress to support your training effectively. We'll go over this in detail later. As we are navigating through this episode, let's remember that patience and gradual improvements uh, form the core values of any strength training journey. This is especially true when trying to figure out how to incrementally increase load and weight progressions. To give you a rule of thumb, Try to achieve a personal record of 5-10% to in the relevant maximal effort exercise every 8 weeks and consider small and consistent weekly progressions for your accessory work. Keep your body guessing and challenge yourself by rotating your main lifts every week. Your accessory exercises should be switched up when you notice progress stalling or every 3-4 to four weeks. This rotation helps avoid overuse injuries and promotes muscle growth and strength. One more aspect to remember is that every novice has unique strengths, weaknesses, and perhaps imbalances. Therefore, it's important to choose exercises that are not just suitable for your level, but specifically address and help improve your weak points. Right, at this stage you might be asking, how do I find out what my weaknesses are so I can get better? To get you started here, 
we have six easy ways to find out what you need to work on so you can start improving. Number one, use a video. Use a video to record or to capture your main lifts from different angles. Take a closer look at your form and notice any technical problems or differences between your left and right sides. Watch out for any form breakdowns, such as your knees collapsing inward during a squat or one side of the bar moving faster than the other during a bench press. Two, pay attention to sticking points. When performing your main lifts, take note of the spots where you struggle the most. These sticking points can reveal areas of weakness. For instance, having trouble at the bottom of a bench might mean your upper back is weak. Difficulty uh, locking out a deadlift? This could indicate weaknesses in your glutes or hamstrings. Three, test exercises. Perform different exercises for a given body part to identify strength or balance discrepancies. Then compare results and see which ones you excel at, try to avoid these, and which ones you suck at, try to do more of these ones. Four, assess mobility and flexibility. Evaluate your range of motion and flexibility for each joint and muscle group. Limited flexibility can contribute to muscle imbalances and impact the quality of your lifting. Five, you must monitor muscle development. Visually inspect your muscles and look for any noticeable asymmetries or underdeveloped areas. Take progress photos over time to track changes and identify areas that need more attention. Finally, you can always consult and seek advice from a professional. Even knowledgeable coaches, personal trainers, therapists, really good training partners, they can help provide a comprehensive assessment of your strength, mobility, and overall moving patterns. This can help identify weaknesses, imbalances, and provide recommendations for addressing them. Now that we've discussed how to identify weaknesses and incorporate them into our beginner's conjugate program, it's crucial to understand another element, and that is accessory work. Accessory work, remember also known as accessory exercises, might seem like an afterthought compared to the main lifts, but they play the most significant role in overall training and a success, especially for beginners. So let's explore five key facets of these exercises to start you out on the right path. Number one, addressing weaknesses. Accessory exercises target weak points and muscle imbalances hindering your main lifts. You can improve overall performance and achieve balanced development by addressing these weaknesses. Two, enhancing muscular endurance. Accessory work typically involves higher reps and lighter weights, which helps improve overall endurance. This in turn enhances your overall work capacity and supports your main lifts. Three, injury prevention. Including accessory exercises that target smaller or stabilizing muscle groups helps reduce the risk of injury. This promotes balanced muscle development and improves joint stability, minimizing the likelihood of getting hurt. Four, improving technique. Accessory work plays a role in refining your technique for the main lifts. It reinforces proper movement patterns and helps address mobility and stability issues affecting your form. And five, adding variety. Accessory exercises bring variety to your training routine, making it more exciting and engaging. This helps boost motivation and adherence to your current program. While we've been focusing on the ins and outs of the conjugate system, from identifying weaknesses to the significance of main movements and accessory lifts, it's crucial to circle back to an aspect we touched on earlier, and that is recovery. 
The role of recovery might be easy to overlook during training discussions, yet its impact on a beginner's progress within our system is immense. So let's uncover five core features of recovery's role. Number one, muscular repair and growth. Giving your muscles enough time to recover is crucial for repairing, developing and adapting them. During rest periods, your body repairs the muscle tissue that gets damaged during training, making you stronger for your next session. Two, central nervous system or CNS recovery. Intense strength training, especially maximal effort and dynamic effort work, puts a lot of stress on your CNS. Taking sufficient time to recover ensures that your CNS can recuperate and adapt, which is vital for long-term progress. Three, preventing overtraining. Adequate recovery helps prevent overtraining, which can lead to reduced performance, increased risk of injury, and a decline in overall well-being. Four, hormonal balance. Proper recovery supports hormonal balance by lowering cortisol levels, which is a stress hormone, and promoting the release of growth hormone and testosterone, both crucial for muscle growth and repair. Five, mental recovery. Rest days and recovery periods give your mind a break from the demand of intense training. This helps prevent burnout and maintains your motivation. As we reach our final section, let's conclude today's episode by shedding light on the common pitfalls beginners may encounter while using the conjugate system and discuss effective strategies for avoiding them. The first three things to avoid are avoid poor technique, avoid overtraining, and avoid excessive variety. So let's dig into these a little more. So avoiding poor technique. It's common to prioritize lifting heavy weights or moving quickly without paying enough attention to proper form. To prevent this, concentrate on learning and mastering the correct technique before increasing weights or focusing on speed. This is a good time to seek guidance from a knowledgeable coach or experienced lifter that can ensure you're using the right form. Avoid overtraining. This system can have a lot of volume. You may require extra recovery time between sessions. Allow at least 48 to 72 hours of rest for the same muscle groups and listen to your body. If you experience excessive fatigue, joint pain, or a decline in performance, immediately consider adjusting your program and increasing rest. Avoiding excessive variety. While it's important to rotate exercises, beginners sometimes switch them too frequently, hindering their ability to master the main lifts. Stick to a set of exercises for three to four weeks or until progress decreases before making changes. So develop correct exercise selection. You may sometimes select exercises that are too advanced or that don't match your needs. Choosing exercises that target your weaknesses complement the main lifts and align with your goals are important. Starting with basic exercises and gradually progressing to more advanced variations as you become stronger and more skilled is a sensible approach. Developing patience and consistency. Most people desire quick progress or instant results. Who doesn't? However, remember that strength training is a gradual process that requires ongoing dedication. 
be patient and stay committed to your long-term goals. Six, developing an understanding of accessory work value. Accessory exercises are vital in addressing weak points, improving muscular endurance and preventing injuries. Dedicate enough time and effort to your accessory work following the 80-20 rule. And finally, tracking your progress. You may overlook the importance of monitoring progress, which makes it so challenging to gauge improvements or make necessary adjustments to the program. Maintain a training log to record your weights, exercises, and any modifications you make to your routine. And that's a wrap for our conversation about the conjugate system for beginners. In our next episode, we'll delve deep into the maximal effort method. We'll explore how this method is utilized, its remarkable impact on developing absolute strength, and why you need to use it. Thanks for tuning in and talk to you later.